and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast for Thursday, July 22nd, 2021, otherwise known as Hammock Day. It's kind of timely, right? I like no a better good time hammock. And ben I just made a giant a, yeah. swinging stylish hammock out of a satellite dish. And at my old house, I did a cargo net hammock. This guy's all about the hammocks, banana or otherwise. I like to let all it right, hang. Ben. Hey, let's get down to it. What's so great about a hammock, man? Well, let me tell you what's not good and the flaws that I perfected on. What's not good, the idea of the gentle swinging place to recline is quite nice. The problem with a hammock, it's like putting your dog in like a plastic bag and then picking them up. They may look Mm. real cute, but they're not comfortable because the sides are closing in and they're point yeah. of weight is really pushing down in the middle and so they're getting compressed on the side which is kind of it makes funny. a cocoon around you like you. a pea exactly. in a pod also the traditional hammocks in those hammock stands are they're just a mic nightmare waiting for happen <sighs> i could imagine you trying to sit one on one of those having a nice beverage and just flipping it right over Right. Yeah, those freestanding ones are dangerous. You just say, barrel roll so easily in them. I feel yeah. like I haven't been in a hammock since I was a little kid, and I'm pretty sure it's because I just like immediately flipped myself out and was like, all right, I guess I won't do that again. Right, because you got the kind that have the wood bar that keep them relatively flat, and that prevents them from mm. cocooning, but that makes them barrel roll way more easily. And Maybe those are the ones that are in. on the freestanding stands all the time. Right. So you can make them less tippy by connecting them at four points, but that makes them less swingy. So some people really like a swinging hammock, which means you just want two points of connection. The minute you do four, it just kind of vibrates a little bit. So what was the, didn't you say you perfected it? What was the perfection? (laughs) This is like problems with no solution. So it's a tripod hammock. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the, a hammock really refers to more the netting. So the the satellite dish is more of a porch swing than a hammock. But what's nice is that it has one point of swing, but it's really stable because it has four, goes from one point to four points around the, the edges of the big dish. And then it has a lot of cushioning. Yes. What if, the, uh, the cargo net be- one doesn't swing at all, but it's so big. It's almost like, you know, how like trampolines are fun. But yeah, they are. But also just like hanging out on a trampoline is kind of cool because it's just kind of bouncy. Yeah, you can relax on there. So, it's much more that kind of vibe. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like doing what you did on that satellite hammock, the satellite dish hammock, that's what we're going to call it. Mm -hmm. That Devin Tramp or Devin Super Tramp edition would be with a 20-foot trampoline on a huge mega stand. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. All right, Chris, what are you working on? Yo, okay, so. Oh, Chris. Yes. You put out a killer video. The, you just did a the whole invisible joint. Yeah, you did because you were talking about the project last week on yes. the episode, but you hadn't released the video yet. Correct. And you alluded to like, oh, we used a little bit more of a documentary style or whatever you used at the time. And I was expecting just like 10% more handheld footage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, you yeah, had like an like MTV reality show. You just, right. It was it was split between like an MTV cut and a vice cut. It was really nice. I enjoyed it a ton. So so here, I'll, I'll spill the beans here on the podcast first. I have a video that'll come out not this week, but next week. So if you did like that video, you're in store for two more next week. Awesome. Because we're... Are th- so we're, we're renovating our office here right now. And part of the reason that we're renovating our office is because Dolores has been working here more. Seven is not going to school here anymore. And my friend Chris also has been kind of working out of here too, filming and sort of documenting us. So 
we're going to do a whole different channel that's kind of like a come hang out with us in the workshop kind of vibe. So that's why he's here. We're kind of like getting everything worked out and figuring it all out. So that's why the video, that video style was that way. It was kind of to figure things out while still making some content. And that's how the office renovation videos are going to be. And then hopefully by the time those videos come out, we've already got a few like rough cut demo episodes done. So hopefully we'll have some finished episodes ready to go by the time those come. I, we will. We have to because... And you're imagining these office renovation videos going on four eyes, but this yes. kind of content eventually leading to its own channel where it's a lot of the in-between. Yeah. So the hope is that that other channel is live by the time the office videos come out. And those office videos will be on four eyes, but they'll, they'll be a little bit different in style, more similar to that last video. Then moving forward, the, the videos, I plan to have them kind of still the same, maybe like a little bit of the documentary sort of stuff interjected, but then the documentary stuff will just be it's totally its own thing with me, Sean, Dolores, and my buddy also named Chris. Nice. What are like, what is like two videos that would go on that new channel once it's running? So the way we've been doing them right now, obviously things will evolve, but our kind of the way our demo videos have been, it's usually there's like kind of a A story and a B story. So the A mm. story might be what is like actually being worked on in the shop. So it'll still be building the projects, but more like real time and less produced and documentary style. So kind of like talking through things and interacting. It's almost if it was like, you know, American choppers or something like that. And they right. were working on something and just being filmed doing it, not Got like it. a finished tutorial of how to do this. And then the B story might be like some kind of weird conversation that we have here in the office. Yeah. So it would kind of jump back and forth and transition between the two. So it's like, Kind of not vloggy, I wouldn't say, but like kind of just like hanging out in the workshop with us while we're working part, like just like weird conversations that come up. I mean, well, I'm sure it'll get refined from there, but those are how the demo episodes have been. And like, they've, I've been very happy with them so far. Like they seem entertaining and like definitely a more casual, real version of more what I'm actually like compared to the, yeah. you know, YouTube version of myself. So it'd be nice to get that come to come across and Hopefully people don't hate me. Well, it's it's exciting for me to see. It's inspiring to watch. And like I said, the the video that you just released is the epoxy joint yes. video for anyone that hasn't seen it. Yeah, dude, it's just, it is uh, its own vibe. Thank it's you. very cool. Like yeah, you've I'm done a couple of little it. shifts where, you know, I remember back in the day, it was all just acoustic guitar Right. songs. And then there's a moment where it's like, you know what? I got to just do what I want to do and I got to switch it up some. Right. And you've always done that, but this is a pretty dramatic shift. It's it's not like a little small change, but right. it, it was, was very different. it was executed like, well. And from like an editing point of view and all that, like it was totally different workflow. So, I mean, it was it's definitely fun because it keeps it interesting if you feel like you're like, yeah, I'm doing the same thing over and over or whatever. It's even just even if you're building similar kind of stuff just showing it in a different sort of way can be fun. That totally. said, you know, no plans on abandoning more traditional tutorial woodworking type content. I still want to do that. That'll be the main thing on four eyes, but yeah, because like bread and butter, exist. bread and butter is bread and butter, but this video is a perfect example. It was Wise something words. where you needed to test these joints and figure out what worked best before you incorporated it right. into one of those project videos you're talking about. Right. So instead of just doing it really quick in an evening and you know, the next afternoon or whenever, however long it takes for the epoxy to cure, like turn it into some content. Right. Why exactly. not? Yeah. It's additional. Yeah, sure. It's like it's, it's in addition to not in place of. Exactly. Boom. So, I love that. 
So yeah, so then the office renovation we're doing, we're we're pretty much done with that. We're kind of at a stopping point. So actually, it'll be interesting to hear if I sound any different in this podcast because the the office is about half renovated right now. There's a lot more stuff in here now. So that's hopefully deadening the sound a little bit. But then we plan to do a lot of like sound diffuser panels on the walls, but there's a slight holdup in those. So it's going to be a couple weeks before those go in. But I think like I've compared it to other stuff and it sounds a little bit better. I don't know if it will come across in the podcast or not, but hopefully soon. I kind of alluded to it a couple weeks ago. I should sound better on the podcasts, but definitely <laughs> We're waiting not for now, the day. I know. Definitely in a couple of weeks, it'll, it'll happen. Yeah. And I also started work on a kind of updated version of, I don't know if you guys all remember this piece. It was like, God, it was probably like the third or fourth project I ever built on the channel. I called it an entryway catch-all. It's basically this thing that's like, right where I walk into my house, it would be kind of like the minimalist California, Southern California version of like a mudroom closet kind of thing. You know, just a place you can like set some shoes, backpacks, all that kind of stuff. So I'm redoing that piece to be a set of plans. So I'm changing the dimensions a little bit, adding like some more details into it. So I started work on that and yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Dude, that's awesome. You got a lot cranking. That's very cool. What about you? What have you been up to? Me. It's a lot of the same. Wrapping up the bedroom renovation. Hopefully this time next episode, I'll be telling you how well it went. Mm. Right now I'm in the middle of it and it's hot and sweaty, but (laughs) it is what it is. You know, hopefully this time next year, I've got like the cool air conditioned workshop. So that's what I'm thinking this whole time is like, this is the last summer I'm dealing with it. So just do it. (laughs) Yeah. What is it like 115 there or something crazy? Man, Ben, you tell me, do you keep an eye on the weather? Cause I just look like by it's nine or hot. 10 o'clock in the morning, I was about to say by about nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, you kind of know if it's one of those days or, or not. And that's kind of just how it's I gauge a it. range between 95 and probably like 106. Palm but it's Springs a dry is definitely hotter. The, if it's 105, that can be a little bit rough, but it's really about just avoiding direct sun. If you're into shade, yeah. It's not too bad. I've been doing a lot of welding outside and I actually got sunburned from the welder because <laughs> it's such a trade off between the welding jacket, which protects mm. you from, you know, the UV exposure of the welding light and the sparks. But you just overheat yeah, you're like 135 heavy, degrees in it. So I was going kind of short sleeves, just had the gloves on and it wasn't doing that much. I was probably doing like 30 minutes of welding, but the 30 minutes I kind of got into a rhythm and didn't look at the clock and just kept going. And so I got like just a slight, just a pinkish sunburn. My first sunburn of the summer didn't even come from the sun, came from the welder. That's pretty nice. You get a nice, you get a nice welder burn with those angle grinder little shards that you get those like little baby pricks. Yeah. I have like white freckles on my arms now from welding and angle grinder kind of burns. Yeah. So safety is important. Yeah. (laughs) It's not really safe. Yeah, it's more like it's such a fine line between comfort and overheating. But speaking of welding, I've been I've been doing a few things. So I've been working on the windmill blade. I've gotten a whole bunch of videos out, which kind of cleared some space so I can now work on the windmill blade project. I'm wrapping up the bases. I just took the two steel bases that I've been welding out to the blades themselves because they're at a separate property and did a test fit. And so far, so good. It was kind of a challenging thing of figuring out how to scribe a surface that curves in two different directions. And Mm -hmm. I'm making two different sets of legs and they each have to be a different height. 
because one side of the windmill blade is flat, but the other side tapers from thin to fat. And then it's also yeah. curved. So that's kind of the fun maker challenge of it all is figuring so, out how to scribe that surface, pull that scribing off site, and then weld a tapered and curved surface so that the top of it sits flat. Is, that's wild. So are any four legs the same length or any of the two four legs the same length? There's two legs and they're wide, right? So basically it's like oh, it's okay. two bases. So um, it's where and the, they're different lengths. contacts the yeah. wing is where you're trying to like that's it where all the cradle a really long slice of cheese. Okay. <laughs> right? Like a wedge of like Swiss cheese. But Chris can't he can't wedges, I got in it. It's he can't curved. do it. <laughs> right. I got nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not just a wedge, it's a wedge with a curve on one of the sides and you have to make a base to hold the flat part parallel to the ground. Yeah. But yes, so it's not yeah. even from front to back or side to side. So that's been kind of fun, but it's actually going better than I was hoping, like meaning that the pieces fit onto the curved fiberglass windmill blade a little bit better than my crude jigs were uh, leading me to believe they were. And other than that, I've been kind of experimenting with these new bigger tools that I've kind of mentioned. So the first one, man, I've been plowing some holes. And I got (laughs) (laughs) with that 40 volt Ryobi auger. Right. Let's so, be clear. Which you tried, Mike, and <laughs> it works pretty well. Yeah, did I tell you my dad sent me a video of him oh, using one. one? So my dad has the 40-volt Ryobi weed eaters. Like, he just uses that over their gas weed eater. And so he already had the battery platform, and he saw your Instagram video, and he was skeptical. He did what you were saying a lot of people in your comments had said that was like, oh, I bet it does work really easy in sand. Right. What and about so my dad, clay? What about concrete? My dad, did, my dad digs a hole right next to the driveway, and it's just standard Oklahoma dirt. Pretty high clay, 50-50 dirt clay ratio. Exactly the same speed as it worked out here. Okay. It was really impressive. You got to get your dad or your dad and your mom, your mom the film. To send okay. me a clip of him using it. Oh, damn. So, okay, got it. I was just messing around over to 4th of July weekend, kind of having some, doing a little day drinking and uh, tested it out. And man, one, using a post hole digger really sucks. And using a shovel, it works. But once you start getting deeper than the head of the shovel, it gets real hard to get that dirt. There's a lot of scraping and you almost want to get a shot back and just vacuum it out. Yeah, last week I was installing that flagpole yeah. and I just had to I just had to do one hole. It was, you know, 18 inches by about two and a half, three feet deep. And yeah, the deeper you go, the more inconvenient it gets. We started scooping it out by hand rather than getting it with the shovel just to clear everything out. But I could not imagine planting like 30 trees that day. Right. In the same soil. That would be awful. So this led me to like, huh, it exceeded expectations. So I want to do a project with it. But didn't really couldn't really think of anything that good that inquire that required anchoring. So I thought about, but one of our properties needs a mailbox. So I thought about doing okay, but it's just I'm just going to do a basic kit from Home Depot. It's not really that interesting. So I'm coming up with a new genre of content: DIY speed runs. So for like video game contents, like it's not interesting just to watch somebody play Super Mario Brothers, but people like to watch the person play it the fastest. Right. Like how fast can you beat the whole game? And it's like kind of insane how fast they can do it. 
that's kind of what you do when you Google for tutorials too. Like if I want to see a tutorial on how to change an outlet, I'm looking for the shortest one possible. Right. And this is going to be like a content series where I want to see people like beat my personal best and then I'll like mm-hmm. repost them. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. we'll have like a timer going, even though I'll still sp- speed up the footage just to make the video short and concise. I'll put like an actual timer of like real elapsed time. And I've been. Re- yeah. So the re- timer goes fast right, too. And I've recorded every single step. So I think. There's a little time for like moving the tools into place and stuff like that. And I'll put a disclaimer on the end that kind of talks about how I sort of document and where I when I start the timer and when I stop it. Like I don't put the timer on when I go to Home Depot and I know some jackass will be like, oh, what about the time it took? Listen, yeah. like I'll do my best. It'll be credible. <gasps> It'll be all on camera. But I was able to drill a 24 inch hole, fill it with concrete, mix the concrete because here's the trick. So I used the auger to mix to dig the hole, but I also used it to mix the concrete right in the hole. And that's what saved me time because I didn't have to like pour it into a separate bucket or device, mix it and then pour it into there. Do you use that red concrete, the fast setting mix? Yep. Place the hole, got it level, done and done. I think I'm about like eight to nine minutes of actual action time. Still set up time. You got to bring the stuff into place. But for setting a mailbox and concrete... That's like pretty good. It is weird when that concrete, it starts setting up in like 10 minutes. It really starts getting like you knock it and it's solid. And then in 30 minutes, it's it's a chunk of stone. That stuff is crazy. So, yeah. We're going to do a new series like that called, you know, speed runs. It needs to have like a wow, kind of like, a, you know, like, yeah, a, like a fast car. Speed racer kind of like graphic oh, like that's sound. the opening. Yeah, <laughs> like a my sound effect wasn't that good. But yeah, like a Hot Wheels kind of thing. Yeah. So that's been kind of fun. So I think we'll do these kind of experiments with these new tools. We'll mix it in to be like, that kind of leads to like how fast you can do something using kind of overpowered things for it. And I think that's kind of a fun way to present some pretty otherwise kind of banal projects. But the little clip of me just experimenting with the auger on 4th of July, it did numbers on... Instagram and then on TikTok I just checked I just threw it up there cuz it's like oh it's just a clip did like 300 400,000 views or something and it's huh. that kind of like one note thing so I'm going to have a little fun with that and other than that I've been experimenting with fiber reinforced cement plaster and I made the the little house for Gary <laughs> and then today I've been yeah. strength testing it so I've been jumping up and down on little planters that I made real mm. scientific Oh, nice. Hey, much like Chris's science experiments. Well, I was Chris, thinking about that. Chris needed to test the strength of epoxy, so he just he epoxies two boards together, stands on one, and then just kicks the other. He's like, I think Hi-ya. I'm about kicking it the same strength each yeah. time. Well, I was thinking about that. Meanwhile, <laughs> waiting a week in between tests or something like that. I did that for the last one to see if it was yeah. any stronger because, like, you know, the full cure time or whatever. I like it. I was looking at like hydraulic presses with a gauge. I was like, I should just get one of these because it seems like it's like once every six months I want to break something and now I can do it more scientifically. They're not that expensive. Yeah, like, well, Harbor Freight ones, they don't have a gauge for whatever reason, but there's some on Amazon that are like, you know, the kind I think they call them. You know the kind I think they kind of call them quote unquote shop presses, where it's on its own little bit of a stand and Mm -hmm. it's a lot like a bottle jack. Yeah. See if they got an option of those you like. I've looked into them too because. Yeah, every once in a while you have a thing where you're like, I wonder how technically strong this thing is. And it right. would be convenient to know. I'm writing it down right now. You can hear me fumbling for a post-it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was always curious if 
like wood glue is any real stronger than just like normal old Elmer's glue. Because Elmer's wood glue just looks like normal old Elmer's glue. You mean like elementary glue? Borderline. It's like a little bit thicker. Yeah. And so I just kind of wanted to do one of those tests like Matthias Wandel would have done. But Mm -hmm. so, you know, I I always think people. I didn't do what you did. People get wrong is they talk about like the strength of the glue rather than the strength of the joint. Right. And it depends on like how smooth the wood is sanded. Right. Like because it's about how much sort of it interlocks with the fibers in addition to just sort of surface to surface. Right. Like if you. Glue would have a different strength of gluing two pieces to glass together than two pieces of like right. one. One yeah. is going to penetrate more. So, yeah, it's often tricky that people be like, well, how strong is that? I'm like, well, it depends on the surface to surface it's connecting to and then all these other sort of mitigating factors. But And yeah. that's why at the end of the day, it really only matters what color it is. <laughs> Just get the get the wood glue that kind of dries the color that kind of matches the wood you use most often. Yeah. Or if you miss something, you're good to go. Yeah. Someone's got to come out with tinted wood glue. This is walnut glue. This is oak glue. Yeah. I mean, they do it with wood putty. So maybe yeah. a simple brand, maker brand. A new, a new maker brand. Simple oh, glue. Okay. Okay. Well, let's not talk about that <laughs> okay. because we've got real important business that's actually happening. Sponsor reads. Let's go ahead and take a quick break before we hop into the topic for this episode. What we're working on is sponsored by SawStop. SawStop makes awesome table saws that are super safe and they cut really well. We all use them. We all love them. So check out SawStop. Chris, Amen. run with it. Give us three sentences. That's right. I've got the PCS and the job site. I'm holding it down for Mike until he gets his job site going, but soon he will. And I got the contractor saw, which I'm going to use on the construction of my new house, which hopefully starts soon. Yeah, I was just working with my old contractor saw that I won't mention the name of. And I was really kind of bummed out in how not awesome of an experience it was. And then earlier today, I was watching Chris's video that I won't stop talking about. (laughs) Really, really jealous of like just how nice of a setup you have where everything is just so convenient. You're able to make all these fun tapers, really complicated geometry, but do it precisely and easily. So I can't uh, shout out. Yeah. So shout out, Chris, shout out, saw stop links are always in the show notes. Save some fingers. Today's episode of the modern maker podcast is also brought to you by inside tracker. When you do what you love, like running, racing, enjoying the outdoors, maybe building stuff, you want to do it for life and inside tracker can help. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. And by using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and offer you science backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. On this podcast, we talk about data and analytics for our YouTube videos all the time. And Inside Tracker is like this, but for your health. Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a healthy, longer life. And right now, for a limited time, you can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to info.insidetracker.com slash modernmaker and use the discount code modernmaker25. Now I'm gonna say that one more time, info.insidetracker.com slash modernmaker and the code is modernmaker25 for 25% off Inside Tracker's entire store. Thanks a lot to Inside Tracker. Now back to the show. 
And we're back. So before this episode was recording, I was bringing something to you guys, something that we've talked about a little bit, and you guys said, you know what? Hold off. Let's just talk about it on the podcast. What better way to know if this is something the listeners or the potential viewers might enjoy rather than just bring it up and maybe get some feedback from them, right? Indeed. Okay. So what we're considering doing is rather than just recording an audio version of the podcast, let's slap on a little bit of extra time because we're already here doing this for an hour. Might as well give it a little extra juice and record the video while we're at it. That way it can be on YouTube, it can be on platforms that support video, and we can make a highlights channel. That way when we go off on a real hot take, I don't know, maybe we can use it to find some new listeners. What do y'all think? I'm down. Are you actually down? Because this is something that I've been thinking about for a while. I know I've kind of flirted the idea to you guys to make sure that it's not something that it's not uh, something that you actually don't want to do. But this is something that y'all are down for, down for. So is the idea that obviously we would just record ourselves the whole time, but then just use breakout segments on YouTube or would we put then full length episodes up on YouTube as well? I don't know if there's a huge upside to just having the YouTube videos by themselves, like the full episodes. I think the coolest thing that YouTube offers is being able to clip it out and have people stumble upon a five or 15 minute clip of something that we're talking about. Do you guys... when the Suez Canal gets blocked and we kind of riff on that, <laughs> we're kind of early, you know, we have a hot take on that because that's in our world. Or when the lumber prices are doing what they're doing, there's a lot of things that are fluctuating more often than what a single YouTube video about lumber prices really offers. Right. But if we can check in a couple times over the course of a six month period on it, I think that that's pretty cool, fun, valuable, and uh, just like I said, a cool way to find new people. I think, it, I think I've been thinking about how it could change the podcast for the better. And I think there's some times where we spend too much time trying to describe something visual. Yeah. And it's not often. Tell me. So we don't want to lean on video too much, but I still, I really like to consume a lot of audio content. I never watch sort of podcasts on YouTube. That's a good point. Yeah. It shouldn't be video dependent. Like they don't know what we're talking about if they're not watching. Right. So I think I agree. I like the, I wouldn't want to do it if we were just putting the whole video up on YouTube. So it's a long thing where you have to search through, but I really like the point where if there's certain things that we're having a hard time describing, making a sort of a visual component, someone listens to it and while they're driving home and they're like, Mm -hmm. I still don't know what they're talking about. I don't have any idea what the satellite dish actually looks like. Yeah. And then they can see it. Right. So I think there's some, because of the nature of our work, I think it is, it would be really beneficial to have a video component and also knowing just how people use YouTube and a lot of people I know that use YouTube use it as an audio player basically. Yeah. Yeah, When you describe that, that reminds me of the situation when Chris started discovering the hemp wood. Oh, yes. And there's just no way of describing what hemp wood looks like. It's like trying to describe what bamboo plywood looks like. There's no only using. Way. Yeah, I think right, I had only, said, uh, yeah, shredded but wheat? just seeing a picture. Yeah, yeah. a picture is Triscuits? worth so many words. Yeah, smooth. <laughs> yeah Triscuits <laughs> under epoxy. Dude, that's so true. Wow, that's you might have nailed it. Actually, thank Dang you. It. Maybe no describing needed. it is easier than I thought. So. so <laughs> I know that the three of us all like to, and and most people probably like to consume long format 
podcasts, audio only. Are there any like breakout things that you guys watch from podcasts on YouTube? What would you describe as a breakout thing? So, like, Maybe you know, I'm not if it sure. Was, it might be Joe Rogan and he's with George St. Pierre and it's a clip 10 minutes long and it says, George St. Pierre says Khabib could beat him or something like yes. that. You know, it's just like a break. Do you guys watch those kind of things? Well, a million percent. And I don't know if you guys are in the same boat as me, but that's how I've found the majority of the the podcasts that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Of, co- of course, Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan Clips is a good example. That was how I found Joe Rogan. I think that's how a lot of people do. But that's how I've become a fan of the majority of all of the sort of personality podcasts where it's either comedy based or it's more of an interview scenario where the host has a guest and then gets to clip that out a few times. And, you know, I'm there because of the guest or I'm there because the guest lets them kind of have a clickbaity topic that they maybe wouldn't have had regularly. But I I can't think of a podcast that I listened to that I didn't find through clips. Yeah. I mean, I will say, so for us, obviously the podcast is sort of a secondary thing that we do. Right. You know, we enjoy doing it and that's the main reason that we've continued to do it. Not yeah, it's, it's for not sure been a for financial project. gain. Yeah, exactly. And, and and we also came from it from a different point of having a built-in audience who would consume the podcast since we all were, you know, coming to it from our YouTube channels. But I've always said, like, if I was starting, if I wanted to start a podcast as my main thing today, I would so 100 percent have. YouTube and social media be a giant component of it because they're like the vehicle for growth. That's one of the things that's always been bad about podcasts up until now is you had to actively promote them to get any kind of growth. Whereas if you just make good content and put it on YouTube, if you have good breakout clips that are well-produced, it's like the engine that's going to grow the podcast. Yeah. A podcast can get on like new and noteworthy on the podcast apps, but that's like I said, few and far between and happens when you're new. What if you've been around for a while, you know? Right. So, I mean, it, I don't know. It's, it, if it's not going to be a ton of extra production work on our end, or we hire somebody to do well, that production work, I'm down. The other thing it. that I like is that I think it creates a way to search for a piece of a podcast, right? Like if let's say, let's say we do like a, a thing where we rank like uh, where we think like the most cost effective wood species are right now. Meaning that if you're on a budget, what are like the combinations that are going to give you the most visual bang for your buck? But that's might might just be 10 minutes of conversation in a 45 minute show. And the title might be something funny that Mike said in the first segment. Right. So being able to clip that out and have a YouTube channel allows people to be like, okay, wait, what was that breakdown or what was that guide? So I think what it does is it'll let us create segments within the show that are a little more like focused discussions that would be a little more evergreen because that can live as a clip on YouTube that's then searchable. Yeah, it's an index. That's so, really what, that's a cool way of thinking about it. You okay, know, so I, let's talk about, oh, go ahead. I'm sure there's people that are thinking, I like it the way it is. I don't want it to change. And we're open to your feedback. You know, if we do do it and you notice some changes that you think are not for the better, let us know. And we'll see if we yeah. can do it. I see this as an addition, not a subtraction. I think in... Frankly, as I'm sure the audience is aware, we miss a few episodes every once in a while, and that's because this isn't our main focus. We're not doing Patreon or anything like that, so we're thinking of a way to put a little more time in this to make this a bigger part, and video is that sort of component. So if anything, this doesn't represent a change as much as it does an increase in the amount of 
time and effort we're going to be investing into this endeavor. Okay, Boom. so let's uh, let's just assume that we're doing it. Let's talk nuts and bolts here. Yeah. So right oh, now, doing it shirtless for, too. For the people who don't yeah. have authentic, that's right. You can only see the upper above the nipples of each of us, but trust. Soon we're going to start just showing below the nips. Yeah. Uh, so Ben, or yeah, Ben is sitting in a bedroom with a not particularly great looking ceiling fan and some Correct. stuff behind him. Be- Mike is in a dimly lit kind of like living room with, I think his kitchen behind him. Boom. I'm in an office with mostly just a white blank wall behind me and a breaker box. I was about to say, don't, don't sell yourself short. You do have an electrical <laughs> panel behind yeah. you. Our, our, our production <laughs> uh, value right now would m- makes a uh, Derek from uh, more plates, more dates look high end. Dude, that is so true. You're right, but it but the audio is well. Aside from Chris, hey, the audio is good. Chris, is, Chris has been recording in a cave for we the can past just do the nine Rogan months. Kind of thing and make all of our studios look like flashlights. Um, <laughs> dude, the space tube is that what you're talking about? Yeah, we're definitely not doing that. Okay, so I do have a pitch. I've got an idea. I was ready to do this after the podcast. Like I said, I was like, hey, can we save some time before? Or I'm sorry. Before the podcast today, I said, hey, can we save some time we after no, we record? We'll do it live. Yeah, that's it's, that's exactly it. No, we're doing it live. So this is my pitch. Okay. Everybody in the game uses a Shure SM7B microphone. All three of us use the same thing that we record our voiceovers for our videos on. They're all good microphones, but they're all three different and they don't look the same. So step one, we're getting the same microphone. Step two, we're getting the same headphones. I vote for the Bayer Dynamic DT770 Pros. These are the industry standard in music production, and they're Nerd. very comfortable. Chris, do you have any objections to this? I don't have any objections. I don't have any Let's objections. go. I'll, I figured if someone whatever. did, it might be Chris. Send me, send okay. me your no. affiliate link. I'll buy them. Yes, I've already built the Amazon cart. I'll send the whole cart over. Step three, we have a standardized backdrop. I don't care what it is. And the easiest solution is straight up a curtain. Everyone can put a curtain behind them. And if it's the same curtain, we do a little graphic overlay uh, to, to obviously stitch all three of our videos together, make it look natural, make it all coordinated. So, but we've got a lot of options here. We all do build things, right? So in due time, we could all build the same backdrop so it almost looks seamless even though we're remote. Kind of use that as a way of incorporating some soundproofing. You know, there's options. But just to start, I think like a white curtain or something like the industrial felt bin that you've been using. I like that a lot, too. It's also um, more sound options. absorbent. Yeah. Yeah. So, or even moving blankets are good if they have cool colored moving blankets like all white or something like that could be cool. So where I'm sitting right now is part of like the office redesign that we're in the middle of. And like I was saying before, sound diffuser panels are like the last thing that we really need to get in here. Okay. So I'm building them out of, it's kind of going to be a mix of plywood that's going to be French cleat hung on the wall and like 12 inch by 12 inch acoustic panels that I'm kind of going to put on the plywood in patterns. And then I'm going to CNC carve the areas that don't have the acoustic panels to put basically make a sound diffuser, but it has like some kind of visual pattern to it. So it's going to be, you know, maybe like checkerboard or like kind of like Tetris shaped type patterns of that foam and carved in patterns that'll be behind me on this wall that you're looking at. Is the foam that you're using standard foam? Like it's the standard sort of soundproofing stuff we're familiar with? It's the ones that are like Bart Simpson's hair. Got it. So you're like elevating that. You're making it. I know. 
I, I think an option like that is exactly what I was talking about. Like the idea of if we, I mean, we build things, right? So it's not hard for us to come up with something more unique and use our competitive advantage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll see what mine look like in the next couple of weeks. You guys could just copy those if you like the look of them. Just might do that. Yeah. And so, or yeah, might have you like see and see the little pieces and then send me those and yeah. then build everything else. Yeah, yeah. I'll send Ben the file. Why do our backgrounds oh, yeah, have forget. to look the same? No, yeah. I think I don't think that they have to look the same. I just think they all need to look better than they currently look and literally just putting. And so just putting up a curtain is just so easy. You know, it's like no one can say I can't do that. Right. Right. Next thing you know, we have to trim our beards to the same length. Yeah. (laughs) We all have to dye our hair blonde. I have to wear glasses. Everyone wears white T-shirts and rolls up their sleeves. Or Henley's. We'll we'll revolve every third week. Cubs hat, white shirt, Henley. We still have that would to actually do that. Be a we great still have theme. to do that where we each do something in the other style and dresses the other person. I'll yeah, just, like do I'll, a four I'll just eyes video. Inexplicably be Mike in one video. Yeah, I would. If you do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you back. Absolutely, right. but I won't be gentle. There will be some. <laughs> there will be like a a roast of Michael Scott. <laughs> I'm down. Boom roasted. Okay, so I mean, I think then you know it all seems very doable. So it sounds like we're in, and the cool part is we're not changing the format of the show at all. I think it's going to make us all kind of tune in pretty hard, knowing that we're on camera too. Like if we're off zoning out, staring into the distance, we're going to get roasted in the comments, right? So I think having the added element of comments on YouTube, the engagement and uh, the back and forth that we'll get from it is going to be so much more valuable. Accountability. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess that, but I just mean kind of like the back and forth, you know, like people get to react to our reactions, you know, because right now they just hear the words we say. But while Ben's talking a lot of times, a lot of times I'm chuckling to myself or thinking, you know, something funny that Chris just said. So they'll be able to see all that now, you know? Right. So then I say, yeah, we've we've got the basic game plan. Let's obviously I still got some building to do. Well, you know, there'll be some infrastructure to get it all going, but it wouldn't take too long if we implement it. In the meantime, I would be interested to hear if people have any thoughts, if they think it's a dumb idea, if they think it's a good idea, if they have ideas for what other things we could implement to, you know, get the most out of adding in a video component. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's like, you know, like we, every week, it seems like we do what we've been working on. Then we have some kind of, free flowing conversation and then we do what we're obsessed with maybe there's some other component that's more visual based that we do you know maybe not every week but once a month yeah. or maybe we have like a revolving list of those kinds of things I or something we'll hit so on i'm down to hear ideas do it, but i think i think there are some additional segments that we can do that are segments, primarily video but still yep. useful audio yeah. And that's it, right? So if we record for an hour normally, let's just add a segment, right? right. If we do text two segments or three segments now, we'll just add one knowing that that's sort of for the pod and it's for just like growth potential in terms of just reaching new... Like I remember back in the day, Dave Picciuto did the whole like woodworking uh, maker roundup videos. Yeah. And that was how I got introduced by to Bob Claggett. No, I got introduced by... Bob to Dave, but Dave introduced me to a whole lot of the makers out there for, I know specifically Frank Howarth and, and quite a few others. And so if this is a, a version of that, where we can maybe highlight the coolest build project we saw that week, or like the coolest project or the coolest thing on Pinterest, who knows, you know, yeah, you guys let us know too. y'all, y'all listening. Yeah, for sure. It'll It'll be nice for the challenges. Challenges. Some of the, the challenge recaps, it's a lot of us describing what we're looking at. So it's like, 
reverse Pictionary. And so I think it, it adds an ability for those kind of community-based events to, to do, a, just frankly, a better job with the right tool. But we'll see how it, it, it affects this sort of typical episode. I think more is probably better. And I wouldn't want to do it if it sacrificed length. Like I wouldn't want to do like a 30-minute video show rather than a, you know. Hourish audio show. But, you know, upload times and all those kind of things, we'll have to sort of figure that out, what that means sort of schedule-wise. Uploading an hour of video content is a lot different than uploading an hour of audio content. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to sort of like dial in release dates and stuff like that. So bear with us. No promises. But... We're literally planning it in as front we, of you. So, as yeah. you listen. <laughs> this is our this is our inter-office meeting. Yeah. Well, hey, what a topic for the episode, right? So does that mean we now move on to segment three of the show, which is what we've been currently obsessed with? Sure. Because, Ben, your obsession from last week is my obsession from this week. Oh, what was that? So last week you did I Think You Should Leave, oh, yeah. which is the Netflix show. <laughs> it's solid. It's yeah, weird. It's, it's so Adult Swim, Tim and Eric, but in a cinematic direction. Did you watch all of it or? No, I watched the ep- the first episode. and Of the first season? First episode, first season. Okay. And fantastic. It's got me hooked. And probably by the time that this episode comes out, I will have seen them all. You know nice. what I mean? So, shouts out. It's just so absurd on purpose and Anything that you expect, like if you think that the plot is going one way, expect the different. It's absurd. And it's dark, funny, absurd. It's absurd. Everything. And they go hard into paint. Exactly. Like the aggression at which they pursue the absurdity is like ferocious. So, And there's a lot of ideas that would be a key and peel sketch. Right. But they take it so much further and not in a way that's just like inappropriate, but in a way that's like creatively weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they get weird on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, a very solid choice. What do you got, Chris? I've actually the past couple of days so I got somebody's login for Paramount Plus. I don't know if you guys have Ooh, that one. No. <laughs> but I was kind of like scanning around through what they've got, and they've got a lot of old MTV stuff from my youth. <laughs> so I started watching Road Rules California, which is from like nineteen ninety-two or nineteen ninety-three. So or I'm sorry, yeah. not Road Rolls, Real World. Uh, so they it's when they were living in like Santa Monica or Venice Beach, maybe. I'm not sure exactly where they live. But I remember watching it when I was in, I don't know, like fourth or fifth grade or however old I was at the time. And it's really interesting to go back and watch now. I've probably watched like 10 episodes. Like I've been rattling them off when I go to bed. <laughs> it's funny to see the the thing that's probably the most Married interesting life. to me is so just rattling him off. Yeah. Got the house to myself. I'm watching real world or yeah, real world from 1992. Yeah. But what's interesting is so, you know, obviously the premise of the show is they get people from different walks of life, put them all together. And so they, they are very different in terms of, you know, religion, politically, all that kind of stuff. And they disagree with each other a lot, but it's so much more tame than the way people disagree now where yeah, like, it was they can real have cordial. completely different op uh, you know completely opposing opinions but like but we're still friends and they like <laughs> you know it doesn't be it's it's almost like your whole identity isn't wrapped up in like your stance on abortion which yeah, like, I it, know it feels ex- like it is like that now 
I know exactly what you're talking about. And I felt the same thing whenever I was watching, uh, whenever I became a fan of like Theo Vaughn's comedy, mm-hmm. it, I found out that he came up through one of those MTV shows. It was like a road rules yeah. type of show. Mm-hmm. It was kind of one of those, like we're getting a lot of different people together and sending them on a road trip. is kind of like amazing race or something like that. Right. But that was exactly the point of the show is they're putting different people together and everyone just got along and was so like gentle with like, I don't like that about that person, but I'm not going to let it hate, let, let it make me hate them. Right. You know, like yeah, no one yeah. was hating each other. Everyone was just like a, a little bit different and like understanding that that wasn't who their entire person was. Right. I think it's wild. I mean, honestly, people probably are still mostly that way. It's just that most of the arguing that then happens is between strangers communicating with one another where they don't have to live in the same house with them and, and try to be cordial and get along. So the gloves so there come off pretty quick. I have a theory so on this. Oh, okay. Go for it. So look at the amount of time you use your phone. Like it's a scary amount of hours a day for most people. Mm-hmm. So it used to be when you, when, if you had a roommate, right? Even if you lived with someone like in college or after college, you might only see them where you interact with them for two, maybe three hours a day. Like kind of you get home from work or from classes, kind of say hi, go in your room, send some emails, do your thing. Like then you might see them at dinner or like hanging out. Like people are on their phone more than they used to see their roommates. And on their phone, (laughs) they see everyone. And so, in seeing everyone, you can't understand the concept of everyone. You group them into different types of people. And then you get annoyed at those types. And then you get annoyed at an individual because of their association with type. Right. Mm. So, we have a lot of contact with people. We're very – people say phones aren't social. They're very social. You're looking at people doing shit like all the time and saying shit and talking and podcasting and tweeting and doing that. Now, it's an abstracted version, which is the same, you know, studies have shown that people get way more mad when they're in a car at another person in a car because it's one step removed. The right. same thing is true on devices. So, I think that's the thing that's really changed is we have higher exposure to people, but in abstracted ways. So, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. And that that device to device interaction starts happening person to person more regularly. Yeah. Just sending yeah. middle finger emojis all over the place. Yeah. Ben, hmm. what are you obsessed with? This is sort of a while back, but we had a movie night too long ago and we watched that movie, Mr. Nobody. Is that what it's called? The one with Bob Odenkirk? I think it's just called Nobody. Yeah. But yeah, with Bob Odenkirk. It was yeah, great. Yeah, Mr. Show. Oh, Mr. Show. That's why he was Mr. Show. Yeah. yeah. So, Nobody. That was his sketch comedy. It was solid. It was kind of like John Wick-ish, but like a little more lighthearted and fun. Oh, that's I heard him talk about that. Yeah, that he was in an action movie. Yeah, it's one of those good movies where the action is centered a little bit more in reality, where like the good guy gets beat up too, you know? Yeah, it was solid and great ending sequence. Very creative. Big time. All of the fight choreography was really great. And, and if funny. you're into fight scenes, they're, they're, they're not very short. They're long fight scenes with really cool choreography. And let's just say they're gritty. Gritty. That's a good adjective for them. Yeah. Oh, I want to give one more shout out. This is a YouTube shout out. I always like plugging someone on YouTube. Ben, this is someone that you've recommended quite a bit. And it makes sense because of the content that he makes. And this is Robilt. Yeah. He makes a lot of great content around Airbnbs, like glamping and housing rentals. And he's really done a great job of building an audience over the like year or so that he's been making content that I've been aware of him. 
And well, recently he shouted us out on the pod uh, on one of his episodes. But the video that that is is it's sort of his breakdown on starting a YouTube channel today. Mm-hmm. Considering that he's done that in the past year or so, it's just basically the best advice that he has, you know, available, you know, from him by him. And it was great. I don't want to give any spoilers. I don't need to give the bulletin points. But if that's something that interests you, definitely check it out. And and as always. Thank you for the support. But yeah, anything else we should talk about this week, guys? I'm good. Should we add one more segment real quick? What is it going to be? Is it going to be what video you based? What'd you, eat, what, what'd you eat today? What was your fun food for the day? <sighs> Did you have any fun snacks? I had a giant cookie. Yes, what kind? <laughs> Triple chocolate. Whoa. <laughs> now, was this made from a manufacturer or from the heart of a human? Uh, maybe a human in a... <laughs> corporation somewhere it was from right. jimmy john's oh, okay i was fast. about to say it was pepperidge farm yeah <laughs> okay perfect it's from a farm. all right ben did you have any fun food today anything i had some scrambled eggs and spinach and a whole lot of coffee all right mm. that's ben's version of a fun food my fun food for the day was uh this morning i went over to work out with ben we've been getting some quick lifts in nice. and i've been drinking his pre-workout and this <laughs> stuff is fun what like is if it? you like if you like coffee and you hate the jitters when you drink three cups you get that much energy without the jitters pre-workout's fantastic oh, pre-workout is like the name of the product or something Pre-workout is a product category in the supplement market. A lot of people, before you work out, bro. Yeah, I was about to say more place, more (laughs) dates, bro. Actually, get start going back to the gym. Okay, well, you okay, Chris? Break it down for you, Chris. Okay, oh, I was gonna do it so well. You know what? Fine, it's your (laughs) pre-workout. So it's basically like a caffeinated supplement that people use before they go to the gym, so that they can. What's interesting is like the most efficient way to exercise would just be to live a highly active life where you never overexert yourself and risk yourself to injury, but you're just consistently moving throughout the day and then you eat and then you sleep. But in sort of the reality of modern existence, you spend a lot of time at a computer or in an office or doing other things. So then you have a limited amount of time to work out. And so you try to get as much exercise benefit in the shortest amount of time. So that drives this sort of need for intensity. So if you're only working out an hour a day and then, which I never have done, I don't think I've ever worked out more than like 30 minutes, you know, three or four times a week. So when that happens, you want to try to get as much focus in and push yourself to the point of failure really fast. So basically loading up on something that's the nutritional equivalent of crack to sort of get a real focus in. (laughs) So basically it's like a monster energy drink, but it's low sugar because, you know, you're also trying to get swollen, not chubby. So let's be, let's be not critical, right? Because a pre-workout isn't, you're not doing it for the health of it. You're doing it for the utility of it. And you're going to get, you know, maybe health effects because of the energy contribution, right? You might have better workouts, which lead you to be more healthy, but what the heck is it other than some caffeine? Like, what is it? A bunch of B12? It's a, it's a bunch of things like taurine, theanine, like a bunch of other things that kind of just prepare you and help you sort of warm up. It's, okay. I think it's also one of those things where it makes sort of a ritual of it. Mm. That For makes me, it's sense. not like a super important thing. I think this is like only the second time I've ever bought the stuff. And mostly I, you know, don't do it. I think it's kind of fun because me and Mike have been working out together. So it kind of makes it. All right, let's take this. 
30 right. minutes later, it's like, okay, let's go. So, and we're all actually kind of getting a couple of extra reps in, you know, you're just like amped up a little bit. So you just kind of push yourself more than you probably would oh. uh, if you were a little sluggish and tired at 730 in the morning. So here, here's the more interesting thing that we'll sort of end on. I was listening to Rogan talking with Andrew Huberman, who's I think like a some sort of neuroscientist, really smart what guy. What an episode! Stanford. That one was good. And the part that was like practical to makers, which is really interesting, was about how to cool down effectively when you're overheating working outside. And he was sort of suggesting that you want to cool like your hands and feet, and that's like a really effective way to cool your whole body because those are like key hmm. exhaust points for that. So he talked about these studies were saying when people were working out. They could do more reps of curling if they peer in between their sort of sets. They put their hands in like ice water or something cold to co- to cool their hands off because hmm. that pulled a lot of the heat out of their body. So, I've been experimenting that because I've been welding out in like 105 degree weather. And so, I've been trying to sort of – it's hard to tell how you're feeling more refreshed and certainly your own mental bias can play into these things. But I got to tell you, having like a bowl of like or a bucket of ice water and welding and instead of like putting it on the back of your neck, just putting both of your hands into this ice water, it feels surprisingly refreshing. Yeah. Hey, a lot of times in the day, I'll just like wash my face if I need to like go from being extra dusty to recording something on camera and talking to the camera. Mm -hmm. And like I always feel so refreshed after doing that. You know what I mean? It's like a good reset. So whether it's placebo or not, start cooling down your hands. It's real to me, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) If it's real, if it's real to you, it's real to you. And that is a fourth segment brought to you by the future video. And what I really want to point out to the listeners, because we're just going to keep this episode going. Let's do it. A video component in that would have been pretty great because as soon as Ben says, do you even lift, bro? Literally all three of us just start flexing at each other in our cameras. <laughs> like <laughs> We're goobers behind the scenes. People don't even know and they're going to soon. Don't even so. know. Check this. So not to keep the episode going, but here, keep it here's, going. My, here's my day today. <laughs> so what I've been doing for, I started working out again last week. You know, like going to the gym or whatever. Like after a break for how long? Like just like since kind of, of lockdown? COVID. Yeah. Okay, or cool. Quarantine, I guess. So back to the gym. Yes. So I've been going Mondays and Tuesdays at five in the morning when they open because I go before <sighs> I go to work. Man. Yeah. So on Sundays and Mondays, I go to bed at the same time as our three-year-old, which is usually ends up about like nine o'clock, which is, I, I'm not a good sleeper. But last night I went to, I, I took some of my, my gummies, my, what is it? Melatonin or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I went to sleep, you know, got to bed at a, I was probably asleep by 10, 15 or something. Then I wake up at two 15 in the morning and I'm just like wide awake. I could not, I, I, I don't sleep a lot to begin with. And I don't know if my body was just like, well, you got your four hours. And so yeah. I wake up. I could not go back to sleep. I laid there till 4.15 and then I was just like, forget it. I'm just getting up. Like clearly I'm not going back to sleep at this point. So got up, ate a bowl have. of Cheerios. I should have had a pre-workout or whatever instead of honey nut Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I go That's to the exactly gym at five thinking. in the morning, work out for an hour, came home, changed my clothes, went to the shop. For everyone who wonders how Chris gets his all gets it all done, he's hipster Jocko Willink. Getting up at 4.30 <laughs> to hit the gym. Every day, no breaks. I like you, man. Oh, two days a week, no breaks. Sometimes breaks. Yeah. Well, (laughs) hey, 
Everybody who's listening, if you guys think this is a good idea to throw on a video, awesome. We really want to hear it. If you guys have a reason you think it's a bad idea, I'd love to hear it because I am. I think it's all positives, genuinely. So if I'm if I'm blind to something, y'all let me know. Otherwise, we're gonna get this Amazon cart bought and and start working that way. Give us a few episodes. We'll give you progress updates as we kind of get things figured out. We got to figure out the right platform to record on. Got to get the setups set up, and then finally, we've got the team member integrated that we need to to do the editing and the the production that's kind of the increase along with it and so uh the the pieces are in place and i can't wait to see what comes of it so thank you guys for the support as always maker brand simple finish is in stock that's the best way to support the crew and if you want to catch up with us individually chris is at four eyes furniture ben is at benjamin ueda u-y-e-d-a and i am mike montgomery and you can find me at modern builds as always can't wait to see you next time bye everybody later bye